You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Tebow Dudonis and J.J. Duke. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode here of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. We are taping right before the holidays and it's certainly happy festive atmosphere here around Fairfield women's basketball because the Stags are on a, yes, count it, seven game winning streak heading into the holidays as Fairfield opened up Mac play just this past weekend with victories over Mount St. Mary's and Manhattan. We will talk about that. We'll also quickly cover the last three non-conference games before that because it's been a little time since we have talked to you last, but it's going to be a great episode. Nonetheless, JJ Duke here with you. Coach Carly is with us as well. We're taping the morning after the night before an emphatic 82-58 victory over Manhattan. And Carly, you said to us on the post-game interview that this is about as good of a game that you guys could have played, despite the fact that it was a slow start. Yeah. The rest of the game was sensational. Yes, you know, I think, we, you know, even Nelly, who I know we're going to talk to, mentioned it in, in the huddle with our team the other day, that we really hadn't put a game together since Rutgers. Um, and so this was good to see us, you know, while that while you mentioned the slow start, um, you know, put both sides of the, the ball together and, and – have a great defensive performance against a good team, um, but also score the ball against one of the best defenses yeah. in the country. So I'm um, proud of how we, we showed up last night. Speaking of, the mayor is here herself, <laughs> Janelle Brown, and the reason for that is we will talk about a little later when <laughs> she took over the town of Fairfield. But, Janelle, good to see you. Good That's morning, good since you. we are recording early in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, we've said this actually a lot on our broadcast between Kate Abramovich and myself that we're going to get deep right away. I don't think you're expecting this one, but you look so much more, I guess, kind of level composed, like energy is always high, but it's never too high, too low. What's changed? Um, she did not expect not the not heavy, hard hitting question this say, morning. Like, that was a really good question, quick. but uh, I think just, the mentality going into things, uh, knowing that I got teammates who can just, they got so much talent, they can do it all. Like, I don't i don't have to do too much. All I got to do is just play my role, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, it just comes so easy. I'm letting the game come to me. Well, the scary thing is if you don't have to do too much, and I want to see what that 100% <laughs> looks like because that 62% from the floor, which was at one point in the 70s, which is insane that we're in mid-December and we're still talking about that as a guard, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's just been a great season for you, and I can't wait to break it down during this episode. But we talk about the previous two games. Uh, little, Well, actually, it was part of a, a four-game homestand, but the two games in league play, Carly. The Mount on Saturday. Now, when I talked with Antoine White last year, the head coach of Mount St. Mary's, he did speak about how his group needed to get bigger because they came from the Northeast Conference, very much a four-guard, five-guard set league. They got bigger. But it seemed early on you guys took them out of any flow of trying to get their offense because they came off of a difficult game against George Mason where the Patriots, they do like to run similar to Fairfield. And you'd figure that after a week off for the Mount, they'd have enough time to kind of like figure out what would work best for them in this game. But you guys just didn't let them get comfortable. And while the offense needed a little bit of time to click, it just always looked at least from our perspective, comfortable for you guys. Well, I think that's that's kind of the beauty of how this team was built. Um, is is you know Janelle mentioned having so many teammates with talent is that we can play a really deep mm -hmm. bench. In any given night, I think maybe one time all year we've played two players over thirty minutes. So 
for us, that's the beauty. It might not happen in the you know the first quarter, second quarter, but we will wear teams down. And where sometimes you'll hear you know fans be like, "Slow it down." We're like, "Nope, we're gonna keep going because at some point it is going to wear you down." And so um, I think that happens a lot. That happened I think in the last two conference games. Um, but I was proud of. We I think we held Mount to to two points in the second quarter, and and that's where we continued to just. Um, emphasize that we have to capitalize when we do turn people over when we do get stops I didn't think we did a great job early on of capitalizing on those uh, opportunities and the beauty of this team in addition is that when we spoke about in the last episode where anybody on a given night can make something happen now this is withstanding Meg Anderson who we'll <laughs> get to in a second but this was the game where Emina Salimovic really came into her own as she went 7 of 11 from the floor, yep. off the bench, 21 points, career high, eight rebounds, close to a career yep. high. I mean, you told us at the beginning of the season, she's the player that gets the green light from 8 to 16 feet, yep. and that was her money shot yep. for the entirety of that game. Yeah, I mean, she's someone that I would say this is that, that consistency has been in practice for the last two weeks, um, and she's shown that. So she's someone that – you know, she has, she's really good with, like, a turnaround jumper with a hand in the face. There's not a lot of times that we allow our team to take, like, what we call tough twos. Yep. Um, unless you're really consistent and efficient at it, which she is. And so um, she kind of found her stride there, but it, it honestly carried us. And that's something that – that's the beauty of this team where – we need some of that scoring off the bench. So yes. some nights it's going to be her. Some nights it might be Kendall. It might be Katie. It might be, you know, pick your person. Um, but it allows that spark when you, you know, you sub somebody in and three, four minutes in and they're starting to wear down. And she did a great job of, of that. But, you know, huge credit to her. She's worked her butt off. And, you know, I didn't. And we'll get to it, I'm sure, in Manhattan. But she yep. shot the ball really well as well. And that's a credit to her her work ethic and how she stays in the gym. It's funny that in the post-game conversation, for those that are not understanding what we're talking about, after Fairfield basketball games at home, we do a on-court interview um, at the end of our broadcast. And, and Mina talked about this. And Janelle, I kind of want to get your take on this one, where she said that MAC games, when those games happen, they almost become – personal to an extent where you need to like kind of almost dig in a little deeper to like get through a team and I guess that kind of makes an interesting sense where you face a team twice maybe three times in a season you got to find something within yourself to be a team what is it in the mentality state of playing league opponents that kind of gets the best out of any player I guess um basically like you can't let them get that edge over you uh you play each team once and I think we play Manhattan March 2nd. Like, that's Correct, the next yeah. time we play them. So it's going to be a while the next time we play them. But, like, we cannot lose our edge. We can't sleep on them. We can't sleep on any team in this league. So I think what she meant by is, like, we have to find something within ourselves, like a chip on our shoulder sure. to keep going and keep pushing and to not get comfortable with the with these teams. Um, these teams are very good. Manhattan was a very good team. And – even about St. Mary's uh, game, Amina had a game for herself. Like, And she had a game last night, too. She was knocking down some threes. But I think she was a transfer from Sienna, so I feel like she kind of understands the way that this league is going to go and the way that this league actually goes. So No, most definitely. And I love, by the way, when – you started talking about Amina's games of the last two. A big smile comes on your face. And I made a point on our broadcast that always you see teams get fired up when someone else has success. But it seems like more with this group that everyone thrives when someone has a moment. And it doesn't even have to be a big moment. Like Amina twice in the Mount game. 
diving for loose balls out of bounds to knock it off players. And then, like, you see her just get absolutely fired up. I mean, that's like I, – I love that about this group. I feel like that's just the beauty of it. Like, we love each other so much. So it's like whenever you're sacrificing your body, you're you're putting your body in, in harm's way and you're just doing it for us, you're doing it for the game. Like, we, we appreciate you. We love you even more. So – you know, just cheering on our teammates and, and seeing their success is a really fun thing. I think Nelly tackled her on one of those, too. No, she tackled <laughs> me. She trampled me on Well, I mean, hey, listen, if you, whatever it takes to get the ball, right, yes. to save yeah. a possession. But I think this is the beauty of its preaching, what you and your staff, Carly, have been preaching since day one, selfless team basketball. And it's got to be rewarding to see the group really show that out. I mean, you guys see it in the gym. We only get to see it in the games, but you guys are doing it in the games. Yes, I mean, we have selfless individuals, uh, and, and I think it's just been, um, you know, exemplified time and time again with how they play uh, together and share the basketball and, like, like Nelly said, sacrifice their bodies. I, I can think of a particular time last night where I think Coach E had gotten on somebody for not, you know, getting to the, to, to the ground first, and then there was a huge play when Kendall got to the ball first It forced to jump ball, you know, and, and there's just a lot of those moments that you can point to that shows – how they sacrifice for one another. Um, and then I think our bench night in and night out is just fantastic and how they, they celebrate each other. No, most definitely. And since we've mentioned enough, let's get to the Manhattan game from Monday evening. It's a rare Monday night showdown here at the Mahoney Arena, which, by the way, it was highlighted earlier with the day on social media, which I love what the Mac has done, by the way, where they did a lot of great content during that media day in October. And Nelly, they had you look at a tablet of you picking D.D. Davis's pocket last year to seal the game. That set the tone, and Mm -hmm. we saw that often enough, Carly, especially when you guys went to a little bit of a 2-2-1 or 1-2-2 at some point during the game, and Manhattan looked absolutely rattled. And that's a team that has experienced guards. Yeah, so uh, shout-out to Coach E. That's one of the things that she focused on this this offseason was how we can ramp up our pressure in different ways. And so, you know, that's something that she spent a lot of time on. And we we haven't used it a lot early, um, and we've kind of kept it in our back pocket, and and we're we're ready to – use that once we got to conference and so we use it a little bit here and there against mount but we had a couple days leading into that to, to practice it we just hadn't repped it as much and um and it was a perfect time when when 21 for manhattan went out one of their one of their two ball handlers really we were able to to utilize it um and i think I, we did a great job of, of having active hands getting deflections and it, and it really kind of spurred our offense yeah, that is uh, Nitsana Mar, the uh, transfer that came in. And then when Ann Baird, someone who I thought has really actually matured nicely Absolutely. since from last year to this year. She's but, had a great yeah, you guys just didn't make it easy for them. And then after a slow sh- – shooting start in the first quarter things just absolutely ramped up from there on whereas 52 percent in the second quarter 61 percent in the third quarter 58 percent in the fourth quarter which are just unreal numbers and uh, we've spoken to Meg Anderson a few times after games we'll have her on on this platform at some point in the near future but she doesn't look like a first year player she doesn't look like a sophomore she looks like she's been playing college basketball for that COVID year so five (laughs) years or so because she's seen different challenges whether it's you know kind of those crafty threes that are guarding her last night she had the combination of Blagrove, Urich and um, Ozturk as well and she needed to you know figure it out but yeah. then once she did it didn't phase her yes i mean i'll, I'll let nelly talk about i was gonna like, say first. it just came so easy for her <laughs> mm-hmm. like she just she read the defense she understood uh the personnel that who was guarding her like 
Um, I think film really helped a lot. The coaches' feedback really helped a lot, how they told him, like, hey, this one isn't good on the perimeter. This one isn't really good downhill. Um, so she really just went to work. She was cooking. <laughs> and I'm um, impressed with Meg. So she's already she already came in with such a you know incredible skill level. Um, and you you only have to tell her one time, and she she immediately can apply it. So early in the summer, we talked to her a lot about poise and taking your time. And then you know a week later, it was like that she'd been doing that her the entire time and you know we've been on her early in the in the season about her defense and rebounding yeah. and coach Erica's worked on her you know and rebounding and being physical like two or three times and now she's grabbing rebounds in, in traffic over six five kids so she's not only is she incredibly skilled but she's incredibly coachable absolutely Janelle you and Meg both Long Island kids growing up oh, I'm, yeah. I'm curious like did you I think did you guys play for the same club or no, it, no. But I did Lovely. play against her in a. I think it was the 2019 um, Alzheimer's All Star Game. Okay. So she was on the Nassau team. I was on the Suffolk team. Okay. Um, Sorry to bring up any sort of. <laughs> no, 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 no beef, no nothing. <laughs> um, but no, when she did commit, like I was like Meg Anderson, like wait, I, I, I know this girl, like Our Lady of Mercy, like I remember playing her, but then I was like, who, who is she? because she just hit like a growth spurt she was a guard in high school really she was my height in high school so when i saw her i was like whoa (laughs) whoa um and then just to see her play just to see her growth like it's honestly insane she's an incredible player but most of all like a really good friend an Uh, incredible person love that and again i i can't wait to have kind of more of an in-depth conversation with her at some point during she's about as humble as they come because she's gonna hate that (laughs) just from the attention standpoint she's gonna feel like this is the worst thing ever i mean last night when noted that also very shy when it comes to any sort of public speaking and didn't understand how a headset works uh that was freshman freshman. we'll we'll let her off the hook for that one but yeah so two no start the season uh in mac play but, I mean, the crazy thing is we're talking about just that number, but it's the seven-game win streak. It's the 9-1 and one, uh, start this season. Things are obviously happy heading to the holidays right now. But, Carly, at the same time, I know it's very much kind of a build that foundation, build to where we are. Yes, celebrate the results, but it's it's just a small part of where you guys have the master plan. And I'm curious right now, what's the master plan cooking like for the next couple of weeks just to see how high this group can go? No, I think, I mean, for us, I think we mentioned it, but the Manhattan game was a, was needed for us to, again, have a, a little bit of a, a, just a good game overall. Sure. And so I thought we, we, we won some games ugly for – you know, leading up to that, um, and we knew we weren't playing our, our best basketball yet. And you don't want to peak too early or anything sure. like that, but you still want to play the way that you know you can and live up, to, you know, play up to your potential. So now it's about getting getting healthy, and uh, Nelly <laughs> over there could probably attest to that. So we've got a nice little break. We'll we'll do some things today. Uh, they'll finish up finals, and then they'll have an, uh, actually a longer Christmas break than you usually get in college yeah. basketball. So uh, you know that'll give them a great opportunity to to heal, rest, uh, and then come back. We play Stonehill, and when we get back. Um, but that's an, another great tune-up as we, you know, we get ready to go out to Buffalo before that. So the biggest thing that our, I think this team has done a really good job of is taking it game by game and not getting ahead. Um, and now the the challenge for us is to uh, be able to refocus um, and, and try to con- keep to continue, excuse me, to play 
like all around basketball and sure. not play, you know, one or two quarters or not just have a great offensive game and a bad defensive game is continuing to put um, in, in stack possessions, both offensively and defensively. I know your group as well monitor everything, whether it's on the court, but kind of the attitudes and how you go about your business off the court as well. And I, there's obviously there's plenty of things that are going in terms of, um, you know, there's, there's noise. People are talking about you guys. People want to come see the group play and, um, you know, how do you as a coaching staff kind of keep everybody even keeled? I know you've spoken to me about like when everyone goes in the practice gym, there's no egos. It's, you know, you work hard, you earn your opportunities, but we're in the age of digital media. You're going to hear about these things. It's not like we're waiting for the papers tomorrow morning. So how does your group, your coaching staff read the room to say, Hey, what we did in the past is great, but in the grand scheme of things, we have to go again tomorrow. We've had a couple opportunities to check this group, uh, okay. keep them humble. So right after I think our Nashville trip, we played well at Lipscomb. We, we played a you know, pretty good game against Vanderbilt and we immediately reminded them not to get comfortable. There were some opportunities to do that. Um, and then, you know, same thing after Rutgers, but then I would say, you know, as we were ranked in the mid-major poll and some of those things, you know, we, we started talking about getting your blinders on and not getting distracted. You can celebrate our team and what we're trying to do, but, um, keeping it right at what's important in front of you is, is something we talked about a lot. No, most definitely. Now, one big game that we have to talk about because we do have a few of the non-conference games to discuss and the one where Janelle became the mayor of the town of Fairfield. Technically, it's first selectman here in the town of Fairfield, but you, <laughs> you became the mayor for the night. I mean, if we're talking about learning about how to adapt in crazy situations and how to find ways to gain success, it's that Sacred Heart game where if you, you haven't learned, get to learn. It's out there, I believe, on the NEC front row where you can go back and watch the game in full. But after Janelle missed her first shot, yeah. Sorry, did, that's the only <laughs> negative of the night. And then picked up a couple fouls. You then go 15 of 16 to finish the game off. She was just rested. She just wanted to get herself a nice little rest. Of the <laughs> nice little rest. She yeah. says that a lot. Every time I get into early fouls. Oh, I always say whenever I go into second half, I'm like, you're nice and rested. Let's go. <laughs> but do you even remember anything about that game? Like, that's a genuine question. Because, like, sometimes when you hear about athletes, like, they just take over whatever in their respective sport. Sometimes you hear them say, I didn't remember what happened. Do you remember what happened in that game? I didn't remember the first half. I remember the second half. Yeah, because you okay. didn't play in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't – I just went out there and I was like, you know what, like it's it's honestly time to turn up. Okay. I was mad at the fouls that I got. I was kind of like mad at myself, so I knew that I needed to keep my composure and I needed to just, you know, keep doing my thing. But then I saw that – they were jogging back, and in the scout, you know, it was kind of common that they would jog back. They is in Sacred Heart. Yes, and I was just going going down the lane, and then trying to get my teammates going, you know, passing the ball to different people and seeing that they weren't hitting shots. I kind of saw that their body language kind of told, like, told, like, oh, my God, we, we can't score in any way, but the way that I just I kept going, um, I, I just kept going. Hey, sometimes yes. you don't need to explain a whole lot. When the ball yeah. goes in every time, it <laughs> happens. And, I mean, 35 points, which is four off the program record. Though I know, actually, you were there um, when the program record was set yeah. by Sam Lewis a couple of years ago. That, I mean, you that was kind a of a – assists. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Different game, though, because she's just a shooter. You mm -hmm. know, she was hitting her shots from deep. But it seemed like 
every challenge that you had on that night, whether it was driving downhill, whether it was contact, whether, you know, turnovers at the wrong time, it seemed like everything was like, okay, you talked about Carly, the blinders, you saw Nelly's blinders go on. It's the next play. It's the next play. And I know on um, Blake, coach Blake did say that I've never seen some, a performance like that in the sense of what she did, but Carly for you, how do you, it's kind of an elementary question, but how do you coach that game? <laughs> Knowing that in that stage, what Janelle was doing at a period of time, nothing could go wrong. So, like, what do you do in that situation? Well, you know, I, I think, A, I want to give Nelly um, a lot of credit because we, we really shifted our offense this year. And one of the key elements is for somebody like her and somebody like Katie to be able to, we call you know, we call it Gus, go until stopped. And so, you know, a lot of times you'll hear coaches, um, you know, there's not a lot – once you get to the game, you should be prepared. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what we'd done to that point allowed Nellie to shine in that moment, A, her work that she's done all summer to, to be able to go left and to be able to finish through contact either way and not, and not just get to the free throw line but get and ones. A lot of her work to that point paid off. And in addition to having teammates spread the floor and people have to pick their poison and people sprinting and our, and our conditioning that we've done with our strength coach, and, you know, you can go down the line. And so then when you get to a moment like that, you just – it's kind of – just like you just sit back and be like, this is why we, we did the things we did since June. And sure. so um, huge credit to Nelly because, I mean, that was an unbelievable unbelievable performance um, and, and unbelievably efficient. Um, but I'm not surprised because that's sure. what she's done since June and what we've really designed this team to, to play like. And so I'm proud of her. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that I, I told her and our team after the game is a love that she's, you know, the left hand has joined the team this year and sure. B um, that's a, that's a game she might've fouled out of last year. And that's a completely different game if she's not in overtime. And so we can't win that game without her. Sure. And so, you know, huge Testament to her growth um, as a person as in her composure. Um, and again, we don't win that game if she's, if she's not in it. Well, got the bragging rights, took the flag <laughs> back over to this side of town. Oh, yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. going to be interesting because uh, that's going to be a regular occurrence. Well, I mean, it kind of has been for the last few years, yep. but that'll be a league opponent next year. So. Yeah, twice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Shout out to um, – I love the battle that you and Nysera Pryor had mm-hmm. because at the same time, well, we give you flowers. She got her flowers as well <laughs> that night. I mean, um, I think it was 26, yeah. something along those lines, yep. and she looked just as unconscious. And she was doing things a little bit different as well. And I guess now the question for you is, in a situation like you, you're going one-on-one and both players are just doing their thing, it, for, is that fun for you? Like, I know it's frustrating because you can't get a stop on the other mm-hmm. end, but, like, you just appreciate the fact that it's two players that are just doing their, you know, just being yeah, elite. I do, I do. I really just think about, like, how hard she's working and then how hard I have to work to outwork her. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely just a fun battle. Like, she's really a, a fun player to play against. Um, she was cooking us. She really had uh, those, those pull-ups, and then she was getting our players in foul trouble. So, you know, she was just all over the floor, but – we we really just stuck to our scout. Uh, we kind of had to change up the defense just to, you know, stop her play. And I think that's what worked. Like, she couldn't really do much. Um, <laughs> and we got the dub, yeah. Definitely. We just played together. I love that. St. John's and Fordham, that started this homestand, will kind of just well, – the results 67-62 against St. John's, 77-74 against Fordham. Um, two different games, but two kind of similar because – 
they both of those teams showed styles that we're very now going to be familiar with with um, Mac play Fordham their bigs want to work St. John's they push tempo which I know for Fairfield that's something that we very much want to do this season as we've said already in this podcast where teams out so did those games line up how you hope Carly to be to kind of emulate what we're going to get in Mac play they were great tests for us um, you know St. John's I thought our, our attention to detail, our, our women did a great job of, of taking game plan and, and applying it from a you know post-defense perspective, taking away, uh, number one, their best player. you know And I thought that was, again, we're going to have that in conference, to your point, of yep. there's going to be dynamic scores on the perimeter and a really good post player that we're going to have to be able to limit. Um, and so great job there. And then I think the Fordham game was, was a great opportunity for us to have to mix things up a little bit. And that's the first team I would say that really ran it back at us the way that we try to run at people. Um, and it was, a, it was a good wake up call for us. I think we've been really good defensively for a majority of the year. And that was probably one of our, um, you know, not as good defensive games, sure. I would say. And so um, it was a good, you know, wake up call for us going into conference that we needed to tighten some things up and get back to being us. Um, and while they're they're different than a lot of teams we're going to see in conference, I think it was a really good. Both of those games were great tune ups against really good opponents. No, most definitely. And that win against Fordham did tie the program record for a best start in a season that was set back in the eighty three eighty four season at seven and one. And now, of course, Fairfield nine and one, which sounds so much nicer <laughs> to say. Um, that's it for kind of. The the, the recaps obviously it's five games a lot to talk about uh, when we come back which will either be right before or right after the western new york trip we will go over the stonehill and then the niagara canisius game janelle we do have to touch on one small elephant in the room and this is something that came back in episode number one that carly brought up daughter nature Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, daughter nature. Um, for those that are unfamiliar, uh, you guys took a camping trip over the summer. Uh, Father Nature's coach Eric. Yes. And you really dived in yeah. onto becoming daughter nature. Yeah. Um, I was cooking my hot dog in the fire, like mm. in the campfire. Okay. I was I was one with nature. <laughs> <laughs> She dove in literally, literally and figuratively into the lake as well. <laughs> I just wanted to get the reaction of it. And Carly, your look on your face like, oh, God, what are you going to talk about? It's like <laughs> I, we I just think. need the response. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, but that's awesome because ha- have you ever been camping before that trip? Or? No, 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 not like that. Not like that. Something uh, that you might do again, maybe? Oh, yeah. I it was that. definitely just such a fun experience just to be there with my teammates and to – develop a personal relationship even even more um it really felt good and not just with the team but also with the coaches um it was just something that I'll never forget like I even collected rocks for the trip like I'll never forget that trip um and I really appreciate the the work that the coaches are doing to improve the the team culture and and the personal relationships on the team most definitely carly should we expect any more i know you guys are going to go to western new york so there could be maybe a trip or two coming in that just to get away from basketball and get the group closer together is there anything that we could be expecting i can't give away my secrets Ooh, okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> stay carly, tuned do tell do tell i don't know this is <laughs> Secrets only. Stay tuned. <laughs> a little cliffhanger, I think, as yeah. we call it in the trade. Um, w- two things I do want to talk about, though, recent events that the group was involved in. I apologize for not getting to this in our last episode, but I do want to hear about it now. Um, your Ballers to Bosses event that yeah. you had back in uh, late November. So what? You know, how did that event come together? And for those that are 
unknown of what we're talking about. Can you kind of describe what that was about? Yeah, so one of my passions and one of the things I love about coaching is that not only do we get to coach basketball and be in the gym every day, but we get to be a part of like young women's lives from sure. 18 to 20. Well, nowadays, nowadays it's like 24. But <laughs> uh, we get to help them figure out what they want to do after basketball because some may play overseas for a while and hopefully you know strive to play in the WNBA, but that's, that's not going to be a – you know, at the end of your career, you have to find, you know, what your passion is. So we get to be as coaches a part of their development professionally, personally. Um, and so we have a kind of a life skills program. Um, it's a professional and a life skills program that allows for, you know, some financial education, media training. Uh, we've and we've incorporated this Ballers to Bosses event where we have networking and, and mentors that are mostly alumni uh, of our program. And they come back and we did a, a night where we were in the Diffley in the arena and there was uh, like a panel discussion. There was some opportunities for networking. There was one-on-one kind of, I wouldn't call it interviews, but kind of like a one-on-one networking opportunity where our women had to dress up yep. uh, in, you know, kind of business casual, introduce themselves, be able to present themselves, and then ask, you know, thoughtful, mindful questions. So it's a great opportunity to network. At the end of the day, I, you know, I, I will happily be on any reference list, but I don't think it should just be me and have people that can also advocate for them. So it's a great start and it's something we'll continue to do throughout the year and throughout the years here. Absolutely. Um, our, and I've seen between that and the other event when it was uh, celebrating 50 years of women's sports here at Fairfield, that was during the Fordham game. It was so nice to see a nice mix of alums come back, whether it was uh, women who were playing here 20 years ago or women who just graduated um and actually for one who's still playing right now and uh Mackenzie Martin still yes. came back so how gratifying is it to see those relationships strengthen uh between just the different eras of Fairfield women's basketball oh, it's awesome I mean for me like we don't we, we're not here without those women that have kind of come before us and so it was a, it's something that I really wanted to invest in when I took the job here is just to bring those women back and, and get them reinvested, not only in the program, but in our in our women because, sure. you know, they we're not going to get anywhere alone, and I think our women are going to just continue to be better because of the people that we can put around them and surround them with and have a great support system. It's one of the things that I, I loved when I was kind of going through the interview process with Fairfield that the alumni are so involved in, in the university in general. And again, to your point, I just wanted to strengthen that within our program because that's even a, a tighter group. And so, you know, I've gotten to know everyone from like the Diane Nolan area yep. era to right before I got here and everywhere in between. And I've been really fortunate and thankful for the support that they've shown so far. Janelle, for you in a night like that, what are kind of the big takeaways for you as someone that's going to be, you know, you playing your basketball here now but as Carly said there's going to be a future that lies off the court what what were some of the big takeaways for you from that night in both meeting people but also as she said presenting yourself Mm -hmm. um it was just like meeting the different types of people in the field that I want to pursue professionally and just putting myself out there and you know kind of starting the interview process like even though I'm a senior and I know I have one more year but just getting used to (laughs) Yes, yes. Breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just getting used to being comfortable, being myself, but also trying to be professional and and carry myself in a good way. Um, It was a really good experience and one that I definitely would probably want again. It was like kind of the a business side of speed okay. dating. Like we were just up on the next table. We had like two minutes to talk to the next person then boom, next person. Um, but I had a really good conversation with Diane Nolan and she really uh, influenced me to 
kind of pursue some ideas that I want to do uh, with Fairfield. So I just got to, you know, get my work done and, you know, ask a couple people around uh, what they're willing to let me do. So Love that. And I know that you just spent the last semester uh, doing a little work here with Fairfield <laughs> Athletics as well. I mean, for you, like what's, you know, what's kind of the, the goal after – basketball is over where do you want to where do you see yourself working in like what type of field? I really wanted to go into sports broadcasting so basically what you're doing JJ um but recently I've kind of fallen in love with like coaching and and kind of like the leadership aspect so I I honestly don't really know uh what I want to do I definitely know that I want to stay in the sports field, sure. sports is literally my life. Like I, I played football. I was, I played every kind of sport that you could imagine. Um, but doing that, maybe like a sports analyst, something like that. I mm. really just want to stay in the sports field and and just you know be myself and show my personality. Well, I think we could uh, keep a spare headset out yeah. after the basketball season is <laughs> over, and uh, you're always more than welcome to come on and hang out. Yes, sir, JJ. Love to see that, um, Carly. <laughs> The last one, I think, is for any alums or maybe someone that has some sort of a connection with Fairfield, maybe didn't go directly to the school, but wants to get involved in something like this. How do, how do they get involved? Yeah, just reach. I mean, honestly, reach out to, to any one of us. Uh, all our emails are on the website. Um, we would love to continue to add, you know, female mentorship to our to our group. Uh, we do a lot of different events throughout the year, whether it's, you know, joining us at an open practice, coming to a game. You know, talking to our team before or after a game, before or after a practice, there's a ton of ways to, to get connected and get involved. So just reach out via email, social media. That's really, you know, if you if you look for a few seconds, you'll be able to find a way to, to contact us. And, you know, I'm at CTBO at Twitter and, and would love to – we're just continuing to try to expand our network. So. And also, if you want to hit us up on the Fairfield accounts, that's Stags. <laughs> I don't w- run that one. But oh, no, but yeah. hey, but just got to get the plug in there at Stags WB <laughs> yeah, Ball on Twitter and at Fairfield WBB on Instagram. Janelle, Carly, thank you guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And, Merry uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we will uh, we'll see you guys in the new year. Bring on 2024. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're ready. Love to see that. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly podcast. And as we said, enjoy your holidays, guys. And we will see you all in a couple of weeks when Fairfield is back at home. Fairfieldstacks.com. Get your tickets. We want to see you at the Leo. We'll talk to you next time. Go Stacks. The Fast Break Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.